Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Kyle Cruz, and you listen to the KC at the Moods podcast for 12th of March, 2019. It's that segment where we go through everything I uh, watched in February, because uh, it's March now, so we're doing the February must-watch. Um, this one's going to be quite of kind of like a quick episode because I um, I just had. I just come off tonsillitis, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm fucking getting a cold, so um, that's why my voice is in not too, you know, you know, it doesn't really sound very good at the moment. Um, don't really feel like um, shouting or anything. It's just like another one of those. It's like the last one I did where I had to keep quiet, but this one's just going to be. Um, this one's just going to be. Um, I'm allowed to yell, but like, because I'm on back in the office again, but it's just—it's also going to be kind of uh, low energy as well. So this is the uh, February must-watch. Um, this is going to be every single thing I've watched in February, um, as I've labelled it. Every single every single thing I've watched in that month. It is February's time. We've got a lot of movies here. Um, not too not too many, but we've got uh, some TV shows as well. Um, we've got four TV shows I want to talk about as well uh, kind of briefly again I don't, I don't want to run too long on this one uh, just because yeah I'm just not feeling it at the moment uh, I think a good night's rest will get me but um, I had to get this out somehow because um, I could I didn't do it last week because I yeah, again I had tonsillitis and even on these fucking antibiotics, my body somehow is betraying me. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but it's somehow it's still shutting me down. So, um, I'm still getting things in. So, so you're definitely probably going to wake up with a cold tomorrow. Just as the antibiotics running out. Good timing. Good fucking timing. Ah, it just pisses me off. It just fucking pisses me off how... Couldn't... Couldn't barely do shit last week. Had a, had a good run already this week. Uh, had a good weekend, and then already it's Tuesday, and already I'm probably gonna get be, be um, already probably gonna be fucking shut down again. Thanks to this just shit body of mine. Um, so I'm gonna start. We we'll start low, and we'll, again we're gonna hit the top five um, when I get there. But, and again, uh, I'm not going to, um, not going to go too much into detail about everything. I just, just want to save you some time and, uh, save me some time really, because I, I think I might go to bed soon. Actually, anyway, I'll go to sleep soon, really. Because, yeah, it's just not feeling it. Um... Number seven, uh, isn't it romantic? Um, it was. It's got Rebel Wilson. It's got Rebel Wilson, um, Adam Devine, Priyanka Chopra, Liam Hemsworth, and uh, I'm just trying to see who's fucking directed by. Again, because I'm unwell, I haven't had, an, and um, my brain's not really functioning up, um, pretty shitly, so it's not. I haven't really got everything organized for this fucking thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know, I really apologize for this. But um, I, had, I had to get this out because it's just been too long. 
It's just been too long. Um, it's directed by Todd Strauss-Skolson, writ written by Aaron Cardillo and Cardillo, sorry, and Dana Fox. And uh, it's about Rebel Wilson's character. Her name is, I believe, it's Natalie. Yeah, it's Natalie. Um, she she's she working in a she's working in an architecture firm, and uh, she is like kind of not all about that romantic life. Um, her her uh, her best friend is. Um, she is all about the romantic life, and she like you know they go back and forth about the romantic cliches and everything. And uh, one night, Natalie gets robbed, and uh, she hits her head. And then the next morning, she wakes up pretty much in a romantic comedy, and um, everything's going her way and everything. Uh, this Blake dude, who's played by Liam Hemsworth at her firm, he starts falling in love with her, calling her beguiling, calls him beguiling her like fucking three times in the movie. Um, and then Adam Devine and Priyanka Chopra get together, and um, pretty much like is like that. It's full of it. It, ta it takes um, aim at all the romantic cliches, all the rom-com cliches, um, subverts some of them, but does you know, kind of. Uh, play into other ones as well, and uh, it uh, you know it, it's um it was it was, it was fine. Uh, I, I I had fun with it, but um, I don't know, not really nothing quite substantial. But I, you know I had fun with it. Um, it got a romantic, sorry, it got a theatrical release as well as being on Netflix, and I watched it on Netflix here in Australia. But, um, I know when it came out on Valentine's Day in America and it, um, got a theatrical release. But, um, yeah, I, I, will, I will say the production design, when the rom-com is on, the production design is pretty cool. Um, it's very bright, um, vibrant. And, um, I liked that. And, uh, I, it was, it's funny at times, but, and you got a big musical number right at the end as well, of course. Um, so, I, I don't know, yeah. I'm kind of, I don't know, I was kind of mixed on it. It, it was, it's a nice movie, but it's just nothing to like really take away from it. Um, the only kind of thing I did take away from it, which was, which is actually the only good thing I liked, like the best thing I liked about it was um, a message about self-love instead of loving others. Um, I definitely got that. Um, like when, when that moment happens in the film, um, that's a really nice, it's a really nice message for viewers. Um, to love themselves instead of chasing another person to because they you know have that fantasy of them wanting to love them when they should really love themselves first um, that was really that was really um, I liked that 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 was actually something that was the thing I took away from it but other than that kind of yeah pretty forgettable um, but you know I had fun of it um, Ralph breaks the internet is the next one uh, I did a double feature with, with this and the first record Ralph because I hadn't seen any of them, hadn't even seen the first record Ralph. So I did a double feature with it on, on a certain weekend. And I gotta say, I really liked them both. Really, really liked them. I mean, record Ralph definitely is up there in one of my favorite Pixar films. Um, it's great. It's really great. Um, I love all the video game references, um, I love the pop culture. Uh, I love uh, Vanellope von Schweetz. I like her character. I like how 
she is, she pretty much, uh, or is that the second one? Oh, I think it's the second one. But yeah, I liked I liked her character. Her her dynamic with Ralph was really good. John C. Riley's great as well as the voice of Ralph. Um, Jack Breyer as um, Felix Fixit. That was good. Um, yeah, it's got a it's got a lovely message. It's got some great visuals, and uh, a pretty pretty exciting movie. I, like I never was once bored from it. It was really really nice and a great message about friendship as well. Uh, and the second one really doubles down on that idea of friendship, which I really really liked. And the second one is pretty much what the Emoji movie should have done. Um, you know, it definitely has takes takes aim at the internet and everything, and you know, they go to the internet, but it's very you know, it's it's uh, it's it's deeper than that. Uh, I thought it was a much much but much deeper than that. It wasn't very surface level with its internet and its references. It actually gets into it. It plays a lot, a lot with those uh, references. It plays a lot with um, you know, the websites that we like and everything. And very creatively done how those um those operate. Um, I liked the the Google pretty much the Google search bar. That was really good. Um, that that was always a chuckle. That sequence. Um. Uh, I, I thought the end of the first one was better than this one, but I liked how Vanellope is able to find people that she relates to in the slaughterhouse. I think it's the slaughter slaughter race, and I like the song she sings. I actually like the song she sings. So um, yeah, I, re I really really enjoyed both of them. Really enjoyed Ralph breaks the internet, but really loved Wreck It Ralph. Um, Ralph breaks the internet came out on Boxing Day here. And I'm pretty sure it's coming to Blu-ray soon, so uh, give it a go if you if you haven't if you haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph, uh, it's definitely a Pixar movie to watch. Uh, and if you want something to watch with the kids, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet's a definitely a definitely a good one. I watched uh, Wreck-It Ralph. My sister watched Wreck-It Ralph before I did, and she watched it again with me. And then she sat down and watched the second one with me, and we had a really good time. So it's another it's another one to watch with your family as well. Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, I've pretty much already, I did a whole review on, um, so if you want to listen to that podcast, I talk about Velvet Buzzsaw and my number two, Climax, spoil it, um, but Velvet Buzzsaw, there's, you know, it's, I love the take on the art world, the satirical look, you know, surely it's pretty messy with its horror and everything like that, it doesn't really land in that department, um, the deaths could have been much better, um, but I just like the way I like the thing that like what Dan Gilroy is trying to say. I liked it better than most people. Uh, number four is Green Book, and um, yeah, watched it before it was known. It was uh, it actually took home the Oscar. To be honest, um, watched it before it took home the Oscar. Liked it. I thought Viggo Mortensen was better than Mahershala Ali. To be honest, um, I thought his performance was way better. Um, Hersha Ali rarely has those scenes where I see that he should be nominated for a supporting actor, other than that scene in the rain where he yells at him, and I thought they were going to use that at the Oscars, but they didn't use that scene. They used the scene before that, I was like, okay, why would you use that? But that's really the only bit where he kind of, it, I just see that as an Oscar performance. I don't, any everything else he does, I just don't see why he got nominated, but, um, that's just my opinion. But Vigo, yeah, you know, he hams it up. He does ham it up for it, but he's having a lot of fun with it. I do like the back and forth between uh, Tony and Dr. Shirley. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, it was it was kind of a, all right. And then, like, I'm probably not going to watch it ever again. But um, I'm still shocked that it won the Oscar, though. Um, 
Still shocked that it won the Oscar. Don't know. I think that shocked a lot of people, really. That was a big upset. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's a good movie. But, again, I don't think I'll be revisiting it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm My brain's slowly fading. It's fuck. <laughs> uh, my number... Before I get to my number three... Let's talk about some... Uh, actually, no, I'll talk about number three and we'll talk about some TV. So my number three is Happy Death Day to You, which again, I've already done a review on. You can go and listen to that podcast again. That is the Happy Death Day one. I did a... Remember I did a Halloween... No, sorry, not Halloween. Valentine's Day podcast where I talk about some Valentine's Day movies. And then after that, I did the Happy Death Day to You uh, podcast. And all my thoughts are contained there. You can go listen to that there. But again, I'll just give, give a brief summary. Um, loved it. Had a good time of it. Liked how it went into a sci-fi kind of genre and did, instead of a horror genre, tried something different. Love Jessica Roth as Tree Gilman. She has some great moments in the film. Great moments. And she continues to show me why she's a really good actress. Um, and there's some really laugh-out-loud moments in the movie. And I, it's just fun. I had a lot of fun of it. Let's talk about some TV before I fucking die in my seat. Jesus Christ. I first watched Russian Doll, which is created by uh, Leslie Headland, Amy Poehler, and Natasha Leon, and it stars Natasha Leon as Na- Nadia Volvikov, I think. And uh, so, pretty much, it's her thirty-fifth birthday, is it? Um. Where's the actual... 36th birthday, I was close. Um, so it's her 36th birthday, and, uh, you know, she's getting there, she's getting to her uh, 40s, and one night she's killed by getting hit by a car, she's killed, and then she wakes up her alive, and again, like Happy Death Day to you, she wakes, she's kind of in a Groundhog Day scenario, where she keeps dying again, until her timeline resets. And now she has the question why she's dying, who's killing her, why... questioning her sanity really as well, and just why is the why is it all going on? What the fuck's going on? Um, I liked, without spoiling anything, uh, Latasha Leon, this is her best performance by far, I loved her, this character was tailor-made for her really. Um, I mean, it makes sense because she made the show, but yeah, her, she really... I love her as Nata- Nadia here. I said Natasha, didn't I? Um, Nadia Volvikov. But yeah, loved, 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 loved that. Um, loved her. She's so good. She just commands every scene she's in. She's so... I don't know. She's just so uh, charismatic and she's just... Uh, it's, hard, I don't know, it's hard to explain it. Um... She just, yeah, she just, she just demands her attention, and I love it. And you just, you just watch her, and you're like, fuck, she, fuck, she's good. Um, so most direct, most episodes are directed by Leslie Hedlund, Nash Ashley, on and Amy Poehler, as well. And um, 
and the writing's the writing's really really good. It's a very very funny show. It's a very very funny show. Um, I really really enjoyed it. It's it's also a very quick binge too. It's eight episodes, and it's and each episode's only half an hour long. So it's eight episodes of half an hour episodes. Eight episodes, eight half an hour episodes that you can just binge in a night. I watched it in a night. I really really loved it. I'm glad I did because you get all the whole thing, you know, whole thing in one go, and. Um, it probably is more effective, I think, if you watch it all in one go. And uh, I just loved it. Or maybe you like to save it. You, you, maybe you're that person that wants to save everything. But um, I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Um, I loved its message about, you know, um, kind of letting go of the past as well. Um, I can't remember what I said to my friend of mine, but there's some great scenes involving her younger self and um, her mother. And there's a lot, you can tell there's a lot of ghost skeletons in that closet, and um, it's pretty much all about coming out of herself, really. Um, it's like her evolution, and her whole, she has a great, it was just a great arc for, over the whole series. And I'm also going to give a shout out to uh, fucking uh, Charlie Barnett, who plays Alan as well. Not gonna tell you what Alan is, why he's there, but he's really good too. Once he gets, once he starts to get involved, I think in around episode three or four, that starts getting really interesting. That's really cool, and um, I love, I love their dynamic as well. And um, it's just a really, it's just a really good show. I really recommend it. Very, very fucking funny, and um, you can go and watch it on Netflix right now. Eight episodes, half an hour long. You can do it. Knock it out on a night. Very funny, and I really liked the ending too. Really liked the ending. Don't know if we're going to get a season two. I don't know if I want a season two. I liked how this all wrapped up, but it's left online DB. It's kind of left up in the air at the moment. Uh, so we probably might get a season two. Don't know, but I did like how this wrapped up, so I wouldn't, re I wouldn't really have a problem if there wasn't a season two. That's Russian Doll. Check it out. Good shit. Um, another great, another great funny show I started watching as well. Well, actually, I finished it. Is um, Sex Education as well, um, and I'm pretty sure that came out in. Oh look, it's already there waiting for me. Uh, I'm pretty sure that already came out and that came out in January, but I watched it in February, so I'm counting as one of my February watch. This is really, really good. I never really was a fan of Ace of Butterfield, but after this, I really am a fan. He's he's really, really good. Um, I love uh, Gillian Anderson as um, Gillian, Gillian, however the fuck you say that name. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of ways you can say it. <laughs> um, I loved her as the mother, who's kind of like a sex therapist, and that's kind of, that creates some kind of awkwardness between them and, and their relationship. Um, Emma Mackey as Maeve is really good. They're kind of Maeve and Otis's kind of... Uh, uh, again, dynamic back and forth chemistry really was really good. I like the supporting cast. I like the I like uh, uh, Eric, Amy, Adam, Jackson. Like the whole supporting cast is great too. It's just a really nice cast of characters, and it's a very very funny show. That is, you know, not afraid to, not afraid to get a little rude. Um, I was baffled, but like the first episode just opens and you're like, oh, okay. We're going, we're going into it, <laughs> you know. We're, we There's no fucking around here. <laughs> Gonna get that R rating straight off the bat. 
Uh, I also really like, this is something I just really stands out to me, I just really like title sequences. And Sex Education's title sequences are different every episode because the the words kind of... I like how they've kind of... Uh, uh, I don't know if the, the right word is rotoscoped, but they've put them on the screen and then they, they track. It's like... it's it, If you put it in After Effects, it probably is kind of like involves some sort of tracking or rotoscoping, but... I liked how that is on the screen, like the words, sex education, every every episode are kind of, every they're a different color as well, and they're like in a certain area, and um, I just liked that, it was really creative, I just really liked that, instead of having, there's no title sequences, there's just that, and then you get like the cast names down on the bottom. So, that I really liked, I really liked that. Um, that just stands out to me, because I'm, I'm a titles dude, I like titles. Titles and fonts, I mean, I'm nothing... Actually, actually starting to get because I use Photoshop a lot, so fonts is really interesting. But titles to me, I like title sequences and title sequences. I like all that stuff. How you how you can be creative with all that. That really that really um, you know I, I kind of take notice a lot about that. And um, Sexication has some really cool opening titles, and they're just nice and simple. I love it. Um, yeah, very very funny show. Um, not afraid to show some heart at some, at some moments as well. Definitely between the um, best friend Eric and um, and between Otis and Eric, the best friends. There's some really great moments. There's a really great episode where Eric is involved in some sort of um, situation, and uh, it's his birthday. I really liked that episode. That was a really kind of heavy shit in that episode. Um, so I liked that. You're gonna get some comedy. You're gonna get some. You're gonna get some sex. Sex education. So why not? You're definitely gonna get some sex scenes. A lot of sex scenes. You're gonna get some anarchy, some swearing, all that shit. It definitely earns a tire rating. Um, but it's also a really kind of heartfelt show. I really like. It's definitely when it comes down to the, the relationships between the characters and Otis's relationship with his mother. Um, it's a really actually, it's kind of like a heartfelt show, uh, other than it being like a straight out comedy, it's got some heart to it, and that's what I really, really enjoy about it, and I can't wait for season two. Uh, next up is, I'm not finished this yet, but Umbrella Academy, I started watching that as well, and, uh, again, yeah, not finished it, but I'm on episode five, I will say it was kind of slow to, um... Kind of slow at um, at first, and it's still kind of slow even at episode five. But if something happens soon, it probably is gonna something's gonna happen really soon anyway. Um, but you know, I, I like the I like number five. He's really good. Uh, so Umbrella Academy is pretty much about these kind of supernatural beings who are um, they're kind of born in different places of the earth, and then a father, kind of or a man really, takes them. And raises them as his own, but as superheroes, as a superhero squad. And they've all got numbers, up to seven. And, um... The series opens with the father in a funeral. It's, it's his funeral, he's dead, and they all come back together. To meet. And then, um, we, we'll go from there. So we got some characters that come up. Mary J. Blige, and, um... Fucking... He, he played, uh... Thing I mean, mine, mine, um, mine hunter. Cameron Britton. Um, when Cha-Cha and Hazel show up, that's where it starts to get really interesting. Um, there's some funny sequences of them. I like, I like, they're kind of like bumbling idiots. Um, so yeah, there's some really good sequences of them. 
Uh, but yeah, at the moment, I'm just waiting for something better to happen. At the moment, it's very slow. Um, I know people don't like Luther. I don't really have a problem with Luther, really. Uh, I really like... My favourite is um, Robert Sheehan's character, Klaus. He's one of my favourite characters. Um, Ellen Page is good, too, in it. Uh, but yeah, I, I like to keep an eye on Klaus. He's just very odd. He's a very odd character. And um, his style <laughs> is really different. Uh, but... You know, it's based off the Dark Horse comic that was written by Jared Way, who's the lead singer of uh, My Chemical Romance. And um, it's adapted by from television to television from uh, by Jeremy Slater. And, yeah, you can tell it's definitely from a comic because there's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of, um, like, the editing and transitions sometimes as well. But... Um, at the moment, yeah, just, just waiting for something to happen. Um, something, like, bigger to happen. Because at the moment, it's just going... It, it's, it feels like it's rising to something big. So, um... I'm interested to see what happens there. So, Umbrella Academy. Um, funny, in Australia, we had this massive fucking black umbrella that came out on our beach. And was just, like, fucking sitting there. And people weren't taking photos of it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this umbrella doing here? Like, what, what the... It just fucking showed up. It's like the Pasha Bolko in 2008 all over again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it just, um, people were just like, ah, oh, jeez. Odd sight. But, um, and yeah, that, that was what it was from. It was from um, Umbrella Academy. And uh, that was there for like a couple of days and then they took it away. I don't know how that, like, the process of it to get it off the beach, but surely it was. Must have been, like, deconstructed. I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm getting into it. Like, it's just, again, it's my sick brain. It's like, um, ill brain, I should say. Not sick brain. That sounds like I'm, like, an insane person. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just, yeah. My... See, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I can't even, like, try words trail off. I've got a massive splitting headache. I feel like my throat's just dying. Like, what what does my body want? What does it want? Does it just want to take over and just be shit? <clears throat> uh, finally, I want to talk about Abducted in Plain Sight, which is what I also watched on um, Netflix. Everyone really watched it on Netflix in February. Everybody watched it. And I finally gave it a watch because it had been... Uh, it had been recommended to me, and it really fucking pissed me off, because <laughs> I, like, it just, some of the shit that happens in it. So, I'm not gonna spoil anything that happens, but I'll just give you the gist of what the documentary is. So, this guy named Bob, um, they... This guy named Bob, that he he is friends with this kind of family, and uh, they kind of become yeah they're like friends. I think like for a church, I think, and then he starts spending time with their youngest, uh, Julie. Is it? Is it Julie? Uh, Jan. Talking Jan, not Julie. Uh, Jan. So he starts spending time with her, and then pretty much, blah, 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 she starts... 
you know, he starts doing some shit. He starts doing some shit with her. Um, she gets abducted once, and then she gets abducted another time. And, um, yeah, some shit happens. Shit goes down. Aliens are involved for some reason. I will just give you that. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought the parents were really fucking gullible and stupid. I have no sympathy for them at all. Um, I thought they were the worst parents I'd ever really seen on a screen. Or really, because they exist, so they're the worst parents, really. They're very negligent. Um, I cannot believe they let this guy do things to their daughter. That they just, you know, just let it happen. They let him come over. They let him sleep over. Um, very fucking weird. Very, very fucking gullible. And I just think they're fucking stupid. And the dumbest people I've ever fucking laid eyes on. Um, so, it's really harsh to say they deserve what they got. Because, I mean, a poor woman was abducted and molested. But... Not a woman, sorry, girl. Young girl was adopted and molested, but I mean they let that happen. They let it happen. They just fucking they that that's on them. They did that. They are that dumb to let that fucking guy inside their house to let the sleep with their fucking daughter and they cry and cry and cry on the documentary and I just have no fucking sympathy for them at all. I have no fucking sympathy for them at all. Because the father starts a fucking sexual relationship with him and then the mother starts a sexual relationship with him and then she starts cheating on her husband and they're just like the worst people they're just the worst and like i don't know i don't know why i'm what i'm supposed to feel for you like what are you asking right now you're very very dumb for putting this documentary out you want to raise awareness but you're raising awareness that you're a fucking dumb cunt that's all it is that's all it is. And I got a really, really ugly note that they were trying to make a profit off it because they talk about, at the end of it, they talk about it being made into a book and then they made the book into a documentary series. So, I don't know, it kind of stunk as if they were trying to make a profit off it, which really, really sucks uh, if they were trying to do that. But I just, I don't care. I really don't care. It sounds shitty to say, but I just, I don't care for them. I don't care that that happened to them. Um, they deserve it. Because they're fucking stupid. They're the dumbest fucking people. And, yeah. It made me very, very angry what, what was happening. What was what they just let happen to their fucking daughter. Absolutely disgusting. Um, and in terms of a documentary, people are saying it's like a really good documentary. But, I gotta say, I didn't think it was a good documentary, really. Like, when it comes to being a docu documentary, uh, kind of, that, 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 st a style... There's not really a style. I thought the reenactments were very repetitive. Um, they, there was a reusing of a lot of scenes. It was very run-of-the-mill kind of documentary that you kind of see on Netflix. I mean, that's what it really is, really. It's just the subject matter that's very, very shocking and very evocative. Uh, other than that, I just don't, I don't think it's a really good documentary at all. Um... And that's what, it's just that subject matter. So that's what I'm kind of seeing. I mean, I'm, I'm watching, I'm going to watch Leaving Neverland. Uh, yeah, very, yeah, that's right. Uh, sometime this week, I think. And um, I don't know if that's going to be a really good documentary. It could be. But it's also about the subject matter. I mean, it's a very, 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 very dark subject matter. Saddening subject matter. So, yeah. And I, I just, I don't they kept calling him B, too. Like, what the fuck? They kept calling him by his nickname, even what he did to them. I'm sorry, but a nickname to me is like a term of endearment. It's like a term that you put on someone 
because you want to call them that instead of that, and then like because you know that's what you're showing them you love them, and um, you know that's calling you know it's calling someone like a dick or something. That's calling someone a name, but a nickname. Uh, like my uh, one of my best friends uh, is Jordan, and his name is his nickname is Scooby, and that's his t- that's his a term of endearment I think for him. That's that's what I feel a nickname is, and this they kept calling this bro, you know Robert uh, Bob Broberg. Um, B, 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 oh, B, 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 oh, and B, is B there? Shut the fuck up. No, I don't fucking care. Deserve everything you got. Can't. <clears throat> right, that's it for the TV. We're going to head back to, sorry, I just got to, my notes. We're going to head back to the top two, top two now, um, which is where gonna, it's really going to like um, pick up because I don't really have much to say about these next ones because I've already talked about them um, in, again, an extended form. But um, my number two is Climax. Um, I recently watched it again, and it still is a very um, physically uncomfortable movie. You are very... I was very comfortable again. The, I was uncomfortable the first time, but I was again... I was uncomfortable the second time. The way Gaspar Notice puts you in that fucking headspace, as soon as the trip starts going... It starts going downhill from the trip, from the beginning of the trip to the end of the trip, which is the end of the film. Oh, man. You're just like in, in that headspace. You feel for what those characters are going through. It's it's like a hellish it's a it's a hellish nightmare scape. That's what climax is to me. It's a really it's 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 a horror film. It is a horror film. It's a dance horror film. I mean I never thought you could put really put that in a subgenre, but there it is, dance horror. It's what that is. Um it's one of Glaspino's best, probably is my second best. I still love love the most. Um but I think Climax is coming in second for me in terms of Gaspino's films. And um, again, it's a really, really good film. If you want to watch something that's really going to make you squirm in your seat, maybe you turn away, oh boy, Climax is going to be the right thing for you. Um, but it's also really, really cool. The dancers are very incredibly talented. Sophia Batella gives a great performance. Um, she's really great. And the physicality, just the physicality of these actors and these performers... It's just a sight to behold. Um, and uh, it's just, yeah, it's really, 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 really... Uh, what's, the, what's the word? It's, uh, I mean, I'm just going to, I'll just fuck it, I'll just, use, I'll just use it again. It's just very nightmarish what happens in the film. As soon as you hit that mark, when you get to the beginning of the trip when everyone starts kind of getting like realizing oh boy you're in for a ride for like the last like hour it's insane (laughs) and some things happen and uh they're not good (laughs) they're not good things and uh that leads us to our number one um and number one is vox lux which i've already talked about uh, when I talked about my Oscars podcast, which is the last time I did the quiet thing into this microphone kind of thing. Uh, which, yeah, I've already talked about that. I thought it was a very different film in terms of it being kind of like a faux biopic. 
and it was very different in the terms of way it showed all sides of Celeste, who's played brilliantly by Natalie Portman and um, and uh, uh, fuck, I don't want to forget her name. I love her. Ah, I forgot her name, guys. No, no. Rafi Cassidy. Oh, there it is. Rafi Cassidy, like, Celeste is, uh, yeah, played brilliantly by Rafi Cassidy as a young one, and, um, Natalie Portman, and, uh, yeah, I love how it just shows all sides, it shows all the ugliness, the attractiveness, the attractiveness of fame, um, the ugliness of what that can do to you, what, what it can do to everybody around you, what it can make you, what it can make you do, like, lash out, destroy relationships, um, repair. It's it's a very interesting, interesting film. We're opening with a very, very strong kind of action um, that, again, I'm not going to spoil, but it openly opens very strong, very shocking, and then you're just following this young girl's life and her becoming a pop star, but in a very kind of unorthodox way. And... Um, and then you're left with a beautiful 20-minute concert film in the end um, when she performs her Vox Lux kind of album tour, which is... Um, Vox Lux is the name of the new album. And I thought that was a really good finish. I thought it was a really good finish. It was like... Uh, it was like a better... I mean, I, I really I really loved the Live Aid sequence. But Vox Lux, to me, was a better version of Bohemian Rhapsody because it wasn't, it wasn't formulaic. It's very... I mean, it doesn't. It, it dives into the deep shit. It shows all different, all the sides of Celeste, and uh, yeah, I'm just. Um, it, I said this before, but not Natalie's best, but one of her best up there as well. But Rafferty Cassidy's best performance, indeed, her best performance. So that's it. Um, Vox Lux, I believe, is still playing in uh, cinemas now, and um, it'll be coming to Blu-ray soon, I think. But uh, yeah, you, you can go. You can go out and watch it. I really recommend it. That is why I know it's my number one. Um, not many people did like it. It's got. It's rocking a six point one on IMDb. But um, I really, really enjoyed it. I liked movies like that. That shake up the formula and um, aren't afraid to do something different and you know really, really expose who that person is in terms of all types all aspects of that personality of that person of the personality of that person really loves how it did that and it executed that really well so yeah that's it that's my february must watch my february everything i watched in february sorry um as i'm naming it myself um have you seen any of these would you like to see any of these let me know. Uh, you can reach out to me again. Instagram, Facebook, public page. Don't add the personal one because I will not add you. Um, and two of these, th three of these, well, actually, fucking four of them, all t four of these TV series are on Netflix right now. You can go and check them out. Again, Russian Doll, I think, would probably be my number one because it's a very quick eight-episode, half-an-hour arc and uh, very quick to get through. Sex Education is about ten episodes of... I think actually, I think it's still eight. Yeah, it's still eight, but um, one hour. But it's one hour. But I'm um, still very funny. Um, and then you got Umbrella Academy, which is about ten episodes, I think, an hour. 
Um, hopefully that picks up soon. I'm hoping it picks up. I'll definitely check in with Umbrella Academy um, when I do my everything I watched in March. But uh, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Um, and just a little extra note for you guys as well. So as people know, I was supposed to release my first short film that I did at AFTT, uh, Unicorn. I was supposed to release that on Vimeo last Thursday, March 7th, but as I've explained, I had tonsillitis that whole week. And I was very... I was definitely not in the shape to um, upload the film. And, uh, well... I wanted to do kind of a surprise drop. Um, instead of it being a week later, I was going to do the podcast tonight, and then anybody who listens to the podcast get a kind of like a bonus... Sorry. <coughs> Anybody who listens to the podcast can kind of get like a bonus. They can be the first ones to know that I'll be releasing Unicorn tomorrow at 12pm on uh, Vimeo. It's all ready to go. Um, I had to re-edit the, edit the credit sequence because um, I was supposed to do that and then do it again, but I was doing that today. I was re-editing the credit sequence today, adding a few more stuff in. And, um, yeah, so it will be out tomorrow at 12 p.m. midday, um, on Vimeo, and I will be posting it on, uh, Vimeo, as soon as it hits on Vimeo, I'll be posting it on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, all that stuff, Snapchat, all of that shit, and, um, I want you guys to check it out, it's a very different film, um, it's pretty personal, it's, it, it is um, the film that's inspired my feature at the moment that I'm writing. And because uh, it did actually start as a feature, but it, I had to whittle it down. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a very, very personal film to me. It uh, means a lot. And uh, it would mean a lot to me if you guys uh, watched it. Let me know what you think. Um, don't go asking me if they want to, they're going to fuck the unicorn because... <laughs> That's literally what I've been asked already from people watching the trailer, the 40-second trailer that I released on YouTube. Um, I'll, I'll kind of, if you have any questions, I'll, I'll do a little Q&A if you want me to do a Q&A, and I'll, I'll ask any, any questions that you guys have about any of the production behind it or anything. I'll be happy to do that, um, and uh, I'll take any. If you, if you post any questions in, I'll take them from, I think I'll put it on Instagram, and, if, and I'll take them in. Um, but again, I'll probably think about doing that when, when I release the film, but again, let me drill it into your heads tomorrow. Well, um, it'll be today actually, cause it's, it's, uh, 12 AM. So today, midday, unicorn is on Vimeo. It's going to be on Vimeo. So hope you guys like it. Thank you for listening to the, uh, everything I watched in February. I will be talking to you about Captain Marvel later this week. Um, hopefully, because I hopefully I don't get fucking sick and I uh, have to talk like shit, but hopefully we'll be doing that um, Thursday, because I'm going to see it Thursday morning, so Thursday I'll be giving you guys a nice Captain Marvel review on on the uh, on the podcast. So until then, I'll, uh, I'll see you later.